Welcome to the Adaptable Podcast. We're your hosts, Morgan, Anna, Claire, a group of physical therapists and student physical therapists who are dedicated to building a community and breaking down barriers for individuals with disabilities and chronic illnesses who are or want to become a part of our profession. Join us as we embark on this journey and get to know some incredible individuals along the way. Welcome back to another episode of the Adaptable Podcast. This is Morgan, and we're talking to Anna, and we're going to talk about working during PT school because we have had very similar jobs during PT school, and yeah, they've just been a blast. So Anna, do you want to start by talking about your jobs during PT school? Yeah, so... My work experience has been definitely little pickup jobs here and there, but I do have like one steady gig now. But my first job in PT school was coaching sailing, and that was my original plan. Coming into school was to coach a high school team as their assistant coach. And with COVID, they didn't allow me to get hired. So I then like ended up working a three-week stint little like learn to sail coaching so teaching like five and six-year-olds how to sail so I did that for a couple days after school for three weeks in the fall but then I eventually picked up what is now my like steady once a week gig which is working with a spinal cord injury patient So initially I was in the clinic that's associated with my school and working with him after his PT and OT sessions. So I would get to collaborate with the PTs and OTs and get their input. And then I would generally do ranges and feeding and, um, work on the bionic so we actually had a bionic mechanical arm robotic arm so I got to play with that which is really cool because there's only a couple of them like in existence but we have one in the clinic so that was a lot of fun and then after our school schedule changed for the spring we actually I'm actually at his house now so I get to go to his house and I get to be like completely independent and do strength ranges, sit to stands, weight shifting, like all of these things. So we're kind of doing the background work. There's a couple other students doing the same thing on other days. And then that way the PTs and OTs can focus on the big picture functional tasks while we do like the smaller picture ranges and strengthening. That is so cool because I, I've, I've found that it's really like you, you miss out on so much in the clinic. And so when you're able to work with someone in their home environment, you get to see like, okay, well, they have trouble with getting dressed. So then you can actually see how they get dressed. Like every day they wake up and this is how they have to do it because this is the environment that they're in when they do it. And so you're able to train like ADLs super easy because you're in 
you're in there, you're in their house. I mean, that's where they do it every day. So yeah, I have had a similar job working with an 11 year old girl who has metachromatic leukodystrophy, which means that her spinal cord and brain, like the pathways for like motor planning have been destroyed. And so she like knows what she wants to do, but she can't like she can't tell her muscles to do the things. And so she has a lot of like mobility deficits, um, not just like moving her body, but also moving her mouth. And so speech has been affected. So she takes like a significantly longer amount of time to communicate. And so she makes her sentences pretty short, which is funny that she's adapted to do that, but she's very direct with what she says. And for an 11 year old who's already really sassy, it's, (laughs) it keeps you on your toes because you never really know what she's going to say. And it's always really fun to work with her. But I also coached not sailing because I don't know how to sail, but I know how to swim. And so I coached swimming um, at the local YMCA before I took this job with my little buddy, Meredith. I think coaching, swimming, really coaching anything would really aid in exercise prescription and like the delivery of physical therapy in the clinic. And so I feel like, I mean, I've coached for years before PT school, but after coming into PT school and learning like the hard skills of PT, having these outside jobs like coaching or being a personal care assistant teach you like the soft skills and like how, like how to train, like transfer the hard skills and like deliver them effectively and you have to like change it based on how that patient presents and that that changes every day that changes within the session and so getting that experience working outside of what you would think is like strictly PT and practicing the skills that you need for PT I feel like has been really beneficial. And that's so cool that you have a robotic arm. I can't, I can't get past the robotic arm. Yeah, the it's called a bionic. That's the company that makes it. And essentially it provides resistance or mobility across um, like the transverse plane. So you hook the patient's arm in and it can either be set up as arm or arm hand so you can have some like hand involvement if they're ready for that or it can just be moving the arm so you can do things like stabilization where it tries to move the patient's arm and they have to pull it back to center and it's got a screen attached to it so it's got the visual cue to like hold it like hold the ball in the center of the screen or you can do um more strengthening where it's going to different points on the screen. So trying to pull the arm. Um, There's a lot of different settings. I got to see a couple of them, but then he's now progressing to the point where he's using more of them now that I'm not there. (laughs) But it was something really cool to see that you definitely don't get to see every day. But 
I would definitely agree with you kind of with coaching. I've definitely been able to use more of learning the cues and that kind of translated back and forth. So whether it's things that I've learned coaching, I can then apply to the clinic or things that I've learned in PT school and in the clinic, I can then take and apply to my coaching to make it more effective. But one of the other things that I thought we could touch on that I've kind of encountered recently, and this plays more into like setting your own limits, is saying no to jobs when like you already have jobs. I don't know how much you've experienced this, but I know recently I just got another job offer to coach a full like high school team as an assistant coach for this season, which again is something that I really, really want to do and I wanted to do coming into PT school. It was my goal for like this school year to do that. And I finally got that offer now that COVID is kind of lightening up and I had to turn it down this week, which like really, really sucked because I I really wanted to bring that sailing back into my life and to coach high schoolers because that definitely relates to what I want to do. Like I want to get into sports PT, but then I also want to stay very involved in the sailing community. But I had to kind of take a step back. My health hasn't been the best lately. And I knew that if I took this position, I would be pushing myself too much. And that it doesn't matter like whether you have like a disability or chronic illness, understanding your limits can be really, really hard. And saying no, like when you get another opportunity can be really hard. And I think in a past life, I probably would have accepted it and just like pushed myself <laughs> to the breaking point. But I don't know, Morgan, what experiences like that have you had? Yeah, I am not the best example of this because I have worked three jobs at the same time during PT school. So I was working as a research assistant and a graduate teaching assistant for the cardiovascular course, while also, oh, technically I was working four jobs. This is fun. I wasn't getting paid for research, so I don't, I don't know that I should count that as a job, but it took up a significant portion of my time. Yeah, so I was doing research and then teaching, coaching, and working with Meredith during, like, a two-month span. I was doing all of them at the same time, while also, like, being in PT school. So yeah, can't recommend that because I just, I would get through the week and feel so burnt out that by the time the weekend rolled around, I did absolutely nothing. Like I didn't study for tests. I didn't do, I didn't do as well for like pulling research articles for my research advisor. Like I would basically have to spend all of Saturday recovering from Monday through Friday. So then all of my work got pushed to Sunday. And of course that, you know, stresses me out because then if I have a test on Monday, I only have 24 hours to prepare for it. 
And like, luckily I did fine. Like I'm a pretty good test taker, but I like physically and mentally was so worn out for those two months that I was just like, no, I can't, I can't do all these things at the same time. So I like cut back my hours working with Meredith for like two weeks just to give myself a little bit more of a break. And I told my research advisor that I you know, might not be readily available for a little bit. You know, we need to take a pause. And so we did. And then I was just coaching twice a week and doing the teaching. The teaching was basically just like if someone needed help, they would reach out to me. And so I got better at creating office hours in groups. And instead of like doing one-on-one office hours several times a week, I would just be like, okay, you guys are friends with each other. Like, do you mind if you all come at the same time? And they actually liked that better. So worked out for me, basically just be flexible. Like your jobs are going to understand, especially if they're through the school, um, your employer is usually your professor. And so if you talk to them, they're usually really understanding. Like if you have four tests in one week, you might not be able to hold office hours, you know, three times leading up to their test. And so they'll work with you. But yeah, I think just being proactive about setting your schedule, but also being flexible when it needs to change and recognizing when it needs to change for your own sanity. Absolutely. Like just taking a step back sometimes and looking at things and making sure you're not overloading yourself, which kind of brings me to one last point before we wrap up is that I know for my school, as well as several other schools, you hear a lot that the program will tell you not to work during school or not to work during your first year or not to work at all. And the reality is that students need to work to start paying loans, to feed themselves, to pay for gas, whatever it might be. And I know as class rep for my class, I get sent like all of the incoming students for next year's class or I guess this year (laughs) oh my they I guess they start this year but I get a lot of questions and they're like can I work like yes yes you can but I would say my biggest piece of advice for somebody who is coming into PT school and is questioning whether or not they can work because especially if their program is telling them that it's impossible. Now, don't listen to this if your program makes you sign a contract saying that you won't work because I know some programs do that. My program does not. However, they just discourage us from working, but they also then sometimes will work with you, like if you do have work, because they understand people have to. Find jobs that are flexible. Like, don't commit yourself to a job that, like, has completely inflexible hours. And I think that's the absolute key. So another thing that I've done, I guess, throughout PT school, occasionally in the fall, was tutoring. And that's something that, like, private tutoring, I could schedule my own hours. So doing it 
after classes finished or moving it around on different days of the week, depending on what was going on. So find something that's flexible would be my piece of advice. Morgan, do you have anything to add to that in terms of schools, like what you would say to a incoming student who's being told they can't work? The way I did it was I didn't work my first semester of PT school because I wanted to see how the curriculum would be and if I could handle doing anything on top of it. But I found that even though PT school is really hard and challenging and is a lot of work, I needed that mental break of dumping my brain into something else other than PT school and the content that I was learning. And so I took on that coaching job at the local YMCA about mm, a week before we started our second semester. And so I, I took that initial semester just to focus on school and make sure that I could handle doing multiple things at once. Turns out I can handle multiple, multiple things at once, but you build up to that. You don't start with four jobs at once, fam. You start with one. That's my advice. It's just, just a little bit of advice. Don't start with four jobs. I did not, my first semester was actually a summer, so I did not have any jobs over the summer, but I did sail multiple times a week. So I didn't necessarily like have a job, but I treat my sailing like a job sometimes, especially on the boat I'm on. So I would race two times a week-ish, two or three times a week. We would either practice or race. So that's almost like a job. <laughs> but that definitely is. Yeah, I've, I've gotten back into swimming now um, just for myself. I'm not I'm not actually working right now, which is really weird for me, but I have you're taken... You're working. You're in clinical. <laughs> you're paying to yes. work. I'm literally working like somewhere between 45 and 47 hours a week now without getting paid and still paying my school tuition, which is funny because I'm not even in the same state as them anymore. But I've gotten back into swimming, which is super good for my mental and physical health. So all is well. And that's a... that's. A good point is that this all can change once you're in clinical because you're not necessarily going to keep up the same jobs when you're working clinicals, which are a full-time job that you're paying to go to. But I haven't had that experience yet, so we'll see what happens this <laughs> summer. I'm pretty sure the clinic I'm at does four days a week, like four tens. So we'll see what happens, whether I just spend that Tuesday studying or if I'm just on the water or what I do but yeah just see what works for you that's that's the best advice I can give anyone for anything really and just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean you need to be doing it too some people I know like couldn't work during PT school and others work for jobs like Morgan <laughs> yeah I really just can't recommend that <laughs> for anyone <laughs> But yeah, don't feel pressured Let's to get stay a job. Away from the I know that jobs. like people, yeah, but even just one job, like don't feel pressured to work a job. If your main focus is PT school, which it should be, and you know yourself and you know that you need to spend that extra time outside of school, like reinforcing the material and like making yourself into like the best clinician that you can be, then don't take a job. 
like just don't don't do it you're gonna stress yourself out listen listen to you as a person and figure out what's best for you great way to end it (laughs) have a good week guys we'll catch you next week Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Adaptable Podcast. If you liked today's episode and want to learn more or be a part of the conversation, you can check us out on our Instagram or Facebook group linked in the description below. You can also contact us via email at theadaptablepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week.